0: 54 years after she first lit up the lives of the Banks family, not to mention cinema gores the world over, everyone's favourite nanny is back. Mary Poppins Returns sees Emily Blunt in the title role, reunited with the Banks household in the wake of a tragedy, three decades after events of the original. It's directed by Rob Marshall, and I'm delighted to say that Rob is our guest on this festive edition of Soundtracking, the weekly podcast about film and television music with me, Edith Bowman. Remaining true to the spirit and tone of the 1964 movie, Mary Poppins Returns is a love letter to London, Walt Disney, animation and, of course, classic silver screen musicals. The score and songs were composed by Mark Shaman with lyrics from fellow Broadway legend Scott Whitman and it's with Mark's overture to proceedings that we begin, which seems as fitting a place as any. I can't tell you how wonderful the experience was, oh. Rob Marshall, of watching your Mary Poppins. Thank you, Eden. Congratulations. So lovely. It's
1: so kind of you. Thank you for saying that. It's
0: just, uh, I mean, it's everything. It's almost like every emotion in, in one film. And, I mean, I have no idea how you started or what the starting process was for this for you, but I'd love to find out.
1: I'd love to talk about it. Um, thank you for your lovely, kind words. It was a very special process. I mean, first of all, to be asked to do this was so daunting at first, mm-hmm. because the film means so much to me. The original film, the first film, yeah. means so much to me. It's the first film I saw as a child. I was four years old.
0: Oh my God!
1: So, so when they they came to me, I was incredibly daunted by it. But also at the same time, I thought, if anybody is going to do it, I want to be that person, <laughs> yeah. because I really felt like I wanted to protect the spirit of the first film mm-hmm. and usher it into this new. New story,
2: yeah,
1: an original musical, and I'd never done an original musical for film before. Mm-hmm. I'd always wanted to, but I never had. I'd done musicals from the stage, yeah, but not, not, not an original one. So, I just felt like, although I knew the bar was so high, it was something I really wanted to challenge myself with, and it just came directly, honestly, honestly, directly from my heart. Yeah, you because can tell. Th- because that's how much it, it means to me.
2: Chim Cimney, Chim Cimney, Chim Cim Jerry. A sweet is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim Cimney, Chim Cimney, Chim Cim Groot. Good luck will rub off when he shakes hands with you. Chim Cimney, Chim Cim Jerry, Chim Jerry. Ginger- un- to-
0: much truth in it as well, and there's a moment, um, you know, it's that the songs are, are are incredible. The the animation, which I know you kind of fought to have as well, is yes. is is perfect. But even those very tender and beautiful moments, like right? there's a scene with Ben, um, which I'm not going to say anything about to to kind of to spoil anything for people, but it's such a truthful moment, and I was sobbing. I was sobbing oh. and I, about 30 seconds prior I'd been literally high kicking in my seat do you know what I mean? I think, and that's what I think is wonderful about it is the way that you keep the truth within this world. Oh, aren't you
1: lovely Edith you have such a beautiful way of speaking and so eloquent I mean I really felt like the only way for us to bring Mary Poppins back after literally 54 years yeah. was to find a very emotional reason for her to come home, back home come back but the story of this family, you know, it's basically Michael and Jane Banks now grown up. It's mm-hmm. 25 years later. It's in the Depression era in London. So they're struggling anyway there's a, because they're trying to make ends meet, et cetera. You know, Michael has to take a temporary job, all of this at the bank. And so there's that struggle alone, but then they they experience a loss, a loss mm-hmm. in the family. The mother of the children dies and his wife. And so they're really trying to heal. Mm-hmm. And so underneath this very magical fantasia of a movie Mm -hmm. there is a deep emotional story that runs through it and I really wanted that to be a real family that you really care about and you feel connected to and there was a real sense for me that to create a real London in the 30s so we're on location all over London this is really a love letter to this beautiful city (laughs) that I love so much but also At the same time, in juxtaposition with that are these incredible adventures that Mary Poppins takes them on. She really comes to help heal the family, but also to reignite their sense of wonder and joy that's missing in their lives. And she does it in such a fabulous way because she does it by not sort of serving it up directly to them. It's a sort of a roundabout way, so they discover this themselves.
2: Bucks and mares, cubs and does, welcome to our show of shows. It is my great honour to introduce this evening's renowned guest. The one. The only. Mary Poppins! Thank you. Sing for us, Mary Poppins! No, 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 no. Come on, have a go. No,
3: I haven't sung in years. Sing for us, Mary Poppins. Do sing for us. No, I couldn't possibly. D flat major.
0: She talks to them as people yes, rather she than does. children.
1: She does. She does. Yeah. And I, I, I love the character because it's so mysterious. It's rather enigmatic, you know, and she's such a kind of Discrepancy of so many different things, you know. Is she? She's, you know, haughty and vain in some ways, and kind of, kind of stern and proper. But on the other hand, she has so much love and deep feeling, and and fun. fun. Yes, and she (laughs) and she's a child herself. I mean, it really is. The message of the film is really about finding that child within yourself and seeing life through a child's eyes. And I will say, just jumping to the amazing woman that plays her. Oh my God, that Emily Blunt is. Perfect. The only perfect. I know some people have said she's practically perfect in every way, but for me, she's actually perfect in every way. Yeah, I agree. She really is because she's so, she's such a great actress. She can play all the layers of Mary Poppins, you know? And she is so funny. She has such a great sense of yeah. humor. I love that about her. She really yeah. does. She's so clever and witty and smart and strong and vulnerable at the same time. I mean, she has so many colors. And I can sing. I, I can and sing. can sing. I know, can dance as well. <laughs> and she's British. You know, she it's sort of like, it's everything you want this character to be.
3: Uncle Gutenberg was a bookworm, and he lived on Charing Cross. The memory of his volumes brings a smile. He would read me lots of stories when he wasn't on the source. Now I'd like to share the wisdom Of my favourite bibliophile He said uh, Cover is not the book so open it up and take a look Cause under the covers one discovers that the king may be a crook Chapter titles are like signs and if you read between the lines You'll find your first impression was mistook For a cover is nice but a cover is not the book
0: I have a, a secret that I had to keep for a very long time because I was doing some interviews with Emily and Denis Villeneuve and Benicio Del Toro uh, for Sicario. Wow. And they were a little bit tipsy. They'd just come back from a <laughs> festival in Spain. And she was like, I've got a secret, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> I was like, what? She went, I'm going to be Mary
4: Poppins. Really? She did.
0: And that was kind of like, that was a good few years ago. Wow. And I didn't tell a soul. Good for I you. kept her secret, but I was so touch that she couldn't kind of hold it in. And I just thought when she told me I was like, you are gonna be absolutely perfect You're in this girl right. and she so is.
1: I know. I'm so proud of her. I mean it's such big shoes to fill. Mm. And so to be able to find your own way, I mean, going to the books were so helpful for us. Yeah. Because there are eight books altogether, I don't think people I didn't know, know that. that, no. That's why there's so much material. There's no real narrative material. It's all episodic adventures. yeah and there are interesting characters that we were able to call from, yeah. but we actually created the narrative of the film ourselves because there's really nothing to yeah. that. It's just it's just how they're written.
0: Was that easy to do?
1: You know what? We had a great team. I mean, myself and John DeLuca and David McGee wrote the story, mm-hmm. and then David McGee wrote this amazing screenplay. And Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman came on to do the to do the beautiful score. Say it was one of the most joyous experiences that I've ever had because it was um, a collaborative experience. You know, Mm -hmm. people working together. Musicals are so vast. There's so many elements to them. You know, because there's, I mean, I choreograph as well. So John Deluca and I choreographed it, but there's also the huge music team. Yeah. Musical director, there's musical supervisor, dance arranger. There's so many things that you. There's there's so many orchestrator. I mean, there's so many elements to it. But I will say that. To be able to work on something like this together is the only way to do it, Mm. to create a seamless Musical. Yeah. When you're watching a musical, I mean, this is how I feel about musicals. You really want to feel like there's not that sort of moment where you feel someone starts to sing and it feels kind of slightly embarrassing. Yeah. You know, you want it to feel like it's part of the storytelling. So the only way to create a seamless, fluid story mm. with music is to work together so that you know where the lines of the dialogue ends. We you move into song, it should feel very organic.
2: I may be circling the drain, but I got a few steps left in me. So when they tell you that you're finished And your chance to dance is done That's the time to stand To strike up the band And tell them that you just begun So when life's a real be super, You must choose to be a trooper Or your life comes with a lifetime guarantee As you triple little light, fantastic
0: And I think it's wrong, you know, you've taken Mark as an example in terms of the, the diversity of things that he's worked on yes. in the past, yes. you know. I mean, stuff like Sister Act, but Patch yes. Adams and things like that. Yes. And that kind of sensibility that he can find in things, I think, is, is wonderful. Yes. How did it work? You have the story that you, you want to tell, but then knowing where songs are going to work. And yes. did that process kind of work hand in hand with each other?
1: Yes, it does, exactly. I mean, if it's done right people don't go off into their corners and do it you create it together I mean we worked on an outline for a long time we started three years ago the writing process began in 2015 Wow! and um, it takes that kind of time it's crazy but that's how much time it takes (laughs) but what you do is you place the songs where you feel they're earned yeah. Where you feel there's a, it's time for a song. It, it, it should feel like that's where the song needs to happen. Yeah, and that's the only way to create a seamless musical. The yeah. only way.
0: How much of the original film? Because you know, obviously, this is a character that we saw 54 years ago originally. That that everyone still knows and loves. And I'm trying to think of the right way of trying to ask the question. Probably, but to not reference the film, yes. but to acknowledge it I yes. guess, because the choreography is, there's so so many wonderful contemporary moments I think in this as well, with the, yes. th- with the bikes and all that, it's, <laughs> that it's so fantastic much it's yes. great, and, yes. and so finding that balance I guess of, of it being yours and original but with, I guess, with a,
1: a love Well you say old- it so beautifully you say it's, it really is it, it's a balancing act the whole time because I wanted to pay homage to the first film I really did, yeah. I wanted to usher in that beautiful spirit of that film and hold on to some of the things that I feel are in the DNA of Mary Poppins, Yeah, like an animation, live-action sequence. Yeah. <clears throat> That's very important to me. I, I mean, I knew that if I had nothing to do with this film and I came to see it and there was no animation in it, I would feel cheated. You know, I'd want to see the penguins. You know, I want to yeah. see these... There are certain things that I feel are part of the legacy.
0: And done in that way, done in that... Done you in know, the hand-drawn, hand-drawn. Yeah.
1: The hand-drawn animation which is much more costly and much more time consuming, but it's so much more, I, I just feel it, it feels fresh now yeah. to me.
0: I could watch 101 Dalmatians like a million Me times too. a year. And
1: we use that actually as an example of the style we wanted to work from. So it feels like that. It feels yeah. like that classic Disney animation, which I love. Yeah. I'm with you. I love that. Film. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: How was it choreographi- choreo- choreographic? choreographing? I know, it's the hardest word in the world. <laughs> it's really Choreographer
1: weird. choreographing, <laughs> it's the hardest thing. Um, you know what? Because I started as a dancer and I became a choreographer first, it's where I feel the most at home Mm -hmm. always. You know, I'll always feel at home doing big production numbers and and John DeLuca and myself choreographed it. And and I will say that the big, huge production number, which is called Trip A Little Light Fantastic, Mm -hmm. with all those men doing that big athletic number with Mary and the children and Jack leading it, was honestly, for me... Honestly, yeah. a dream come true. <laughs> because it's an eight-minute number. It's so athletic and so exciting. And, and you know, you, you mentioned we have bikers and parkour, you know, incredible stuntmen, and doing all this work at the same time. It, it's that thing you get, rarely get to do, which is a big, muscular dance number.
2: Yeah. Let's say you're lost in a park Sure, You can give in to the dark or You can trip a little light fantastic with me. When you're alone in your room, your choice is just embrace the gloom, or you can trip a little light fantastic with me. For if you hide under the covers, you might never see the day. But if a spark can start inside your heart, then you can always find the way. So when life is getting dreary, just pretend that you're a leery as you trip a little light fantastic with me. What's a leery? Why, it's what we lamplighters call ourselves, of course. Time to send up the call to arms. Leeries, trip the light to lead the way.
0: Whilst you're on set filming that, I imagine that there's a lot of rehearsals involved. Yes. But then when you come to roll cameras, you know, I guess you've got to segment it off in terms of where the shot lies and things like that. What's
1: interesting, you know, most of it we could run straight through. Amazing. Because I felt like, in a way, it feels more like a full number. I mean, when you can, instead of PC, Mm -hmm. you know, pieces, I wanted it to feel like a big grand number and for me if you can it, it, I mean I like when people are out of breath and I, it feels real it doesn't feel like yeah. kind of I don't know manhandled or manipulated in some way it feels yeah. much more real and so that's what we did we, we would start at the top of the, of the number and run it to the end it was we, crazy we...
0: Tempted to be in it as well.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> no, not? they'd say, "Who's that old, <laughs> tired lamplighter up there?" Um, but no, I had the greatest dancers from from London. We had the most extraordinary, beautiful dancers. You know, this country has such fabulous, fabulous talent and fabulous dancers. I mean, the, the, what I love about the dancers in this is that they are characters in mm-hmm. the film. They're yeah. not just sort of generic dancers. They all have. A character to them, you know, different shapes and sizes. I just love all that. Yeah, yeah,
0: so important. And um, can we talk about a couple of the specific songs apart sure. from um, "Triple Little Light like Fantastic"? I mean, Meryl's number is just phenomenal. So fun, and she looked like she was having a ball,
1: the time of her life. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing about Meryl that's so extraordinary: she really is fearless. Yeah, I always think of her as an explorer. She's <laughs> always exploring and trying different things. She's so uh, there's no one like her. And so for her to take on this incredible, hilarious, eccentric character of Topsy, Mm -hmm. the cousin of Mary. And I love their relationship. It's kind of spiky. They they kind of don't get along so well. It's very funny. But she's just outrageous and so fun. I mean, all of that, by the way, is her swinging on the chandelier. That's all her. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just her. You know, she wants to do it. She wants to make it real. And anyway, I just love the lesson of that number, too. I think it's beautiful about seeing things from a different point of view. Yeah. When your world turns upside down, you go right along with it. Yeah. I just think that's such a, a lovely lesson.
0: Turning turtle? What
2: exactly does that mean? It means my whole world goes flippity-flop like a turtle on its back. And I don't know my up from my down, my east from my vest, my topsy from my bottomsy. <laughs> <laughs> if you ring with something broken on a Thursday, I'll make new with my glue. Pins and threads that you bring when I've a walking on a Friday I will mend and then spend the bird children saddles on and Mondays are just everything is fun days but in the second week, I wear a For I know that after Tuesday comes the topsy gets bad news day. It's the dreaded second Wednesday. But well, from nine to noon, my life turns upside down.
0: It's interesting you say it was all her. I mean, that's what feels throughout the whole film really is how much of the actors that are playing the characters almost as if everything's been written specifically for not them as people because they're acting and they yes. play them brilliantly but it's almost like their soul almost kind of comes through a lot in some oh, of the that's performances so lovely to say that and i don't know if, if that was the case if whether you, know, you knew emily was was going to be mary so when songs and things were being written mm-hmm. choreographies being put together that that she was in mind.
1: Absolutely. Oh, wow. I mean, you have such a good eye because the truth is this was tailor-made for the talent that was there. We actually cast before we started writing. So wow. we had Lynn manuel Miranda in mind when we wrote the songs for him and when we wrote for Emily and wrote for Marilyn, and wrote for Ben Whishaw and, and these wonderful actors. It was really, we wrote for their strengths yeah, and and, and choreographed to their strengths. And and, and shape the film around them. And I will say, you know, because we had over two months of rehearsal, you know, you create a company that way. You create a real company of actors. And you also get a chance to explore what's going to work and what's not going to work. I know Lynn Manuel, I think, had five different songs for the opening number before we settled on the wow. one. When the early morning hours
2: have come and gone. Through the misty morning showers, I greet the dawn. For when its light has hit the ground, there's lots of treasures to be found underneath the lovely London sky.
1: And I know Emily Blunt's first number, I think there were at least four different musical numbers for that first adventure, that first song. Can you imagine that? Yeah. We tried different ones because we knew The bar is so high, you really want it to be really perfect, And, and we created it for them.
3: John, you're right, it's good to know you're bright, for intellect can wash away confusion. George sees, and Annabelle agrees, most folder rolls an optical illusion. You three know it's true, that one plus one is two, yes, logic is the rock of our foundation. I suspect, and I'm never incorrect, that you're far too old to give in to imagination. No, not yet. Some people like to splash and play, can you imagine that? And take a seaside holiday, can you imagine that? Such glee leaves rings around the brain, take that joy and send it down the drain. Some people like to laugh at life and giggle through the day. They think the world's a brand new shiny toy. And if while dreaming in the clouds they fall and go casplat, although they're down and bent in half, they brush right off and start and laugh Can you win.
0: I don't look at a bathtub
1: the same. You know what I love about—I mean, this all came in a way from P.L. Travers, you know, because the character Mary Poppins takes an ordinary, everyday event mm. and turns it into an adventure. So, taking a bath becomes an adventure. Cleaning up your room becomes, a, a, you know, a magical adventure. Just walking to the park becomes this wonderful, magical thing, and it's really such a great lesson about life—how you. How you perceive something, and I mean, you can actually do that with your life. Make an adventure just, you know, going to the park, and you know, it's just all about imagination.
0: Totally. Try that with trying to get my kids dressed for the morning <laughs> at school. Like, Look, getting dressed, it's an adventure. <laughs> In every job that
5: must be done, there is an element of fun. You find the fun, and snap! The job's a game. And every task you undertake comes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree, it's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Robin feathering his nest has very little time to rest While gathering his bits of twine and twig Though quite intent in his pursuit He has a merry tune to toot He knows a song will move the job along sugar helps the medicine go down the medicine go down medicine go down just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way
0: when you were having when you were collaborating with mark and scott and particularly with the music what were the conversations that you were having with regards to that kind of starting point of what you wanted?
1: Well, it always is what's the story. Because if a song doesn't further the story or further the character development, it feels mm, frivolous. You don't need it. I feel like the songs need to be embedded into the storytelling. So if you take them out of the story, it won't work. It's like a house of cards. So that's really always what it was. What is the story of the song? What is it trying to do? What's the lesson that Mary Poppins, for instance, in her first number, can you imagine that? The kids are so skeptical of her. So she, it's sort of reverse psychology. She's saying, oh, there could never be such thing as imagination and all this. Oh my gosh, can you imagine that? What a horrible thing. And so that she uses that as they start to reveal that imagination is something that's real for them.
0: The kids are brilliant in it as well.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Was it easy to find them, or was no. that <laughs> no?
1: No, we, we looked for, we looked at hundreds and hundreds of kids all over England. Yeah. To find these really special, special, special children, and Pixie and Joel and Nathaniel were the only choices by the end of it, because I really wanted real kids, mm. not showbiz kids, mm-hmm. kids that could really make you feel that the, these are real children in this household. And Joel Dawson, who plays Georgie, had never done anything before anything at all. And he just took to it. I mean, he's so bright and he's so imaginative. I mean, they all are. It was just—I mean—I loved working with those kids. That
0: innocence is a kind of nice thing to bring to it. Then, yeah,
1: because you know, he didn't have a censor. Joel, for instance. You know, he was just able to just play the scenes in the most free way possible. Mm -hmm. And I think you feel that. I think you see him. I think you see these kids as you know very accessible people Mm -hmm. that you know, children that you know. We
5: haven't lost, Mother. Not really. Nothing's gone forever only out of place. So when we need her touch and loving gaze, Gone was not forgotten. Is a perfect phrase. Smiling from a star that she makes love. Trust she's all Watching us, we grow Find her in the place Where, where the lost, lost things
4: go Where did you all get so clever? I hope I'm as clever as you when I grow up. <laughs> you're right. Of course you're right, Georgie. My mother's not gone. She's in your smile. In your walk, John, in Annabelle's eyes, she'll always be with us, wherever we go.
0: Ben's um, number of conversations is, yes. is, is really quite beautiful. Oh, it's, thank you. Um, thank you. I love him as an actor. Um, I think he's in, he's incredible, and I agree. He really just brings something quite unique, I think, to this role. And I want always tank tops.
1: <laughs> I'm with you. I I'm mean, with... to me, he's the beating heart of the film because it really is his story in a way. I mean, Mary Poppins really comes back for him Mm. because he's the one who's dealing with the most grief, of course. And how do you move forward as a single parent with three children without your partner? Mm. How do you do that? And the thing about Ben Whishaw's work in this film, he's so, his emotions are so tangible. You feel him Mm. so deeply. I mean, I feel so deeply for him right from the beginning of the film. I just, who is this man? He reminds me of Jimmy Stewart, You know, in in something like It's a Wonderful Life, where you Mm. feel so much for this person. And he just, he, he wears his emotions right on the surface of his skin. You feel it. I mean, I just think he's extraordinary in this film. I really do. He just brings it to life in such a beautiful way.
4: Yeah. We haven't spoken in so long, dear. This year has gone by in a blur. Today seems everything's gone wrong here. I'm looking for the way things were. I know you'd laugh and call me tragic, for everything's in disarray. These rooms were always full of magic that's vanished since you went away.
0: When you said that Mary Poppins was the first film that you saw as a kid, what was the song that really? Stuck with you to resonate the most you think oh gosh
1: I guess super califragilistic xBL the docious, because it's that fabulous long word and it's so and and it was in the animation sequence, which was so incredible you know yeah. which starts with Jolly holiday and then takes you so that was just I mean they're all the songs are all so beautiful yeah. feed the birds is so beautiful
0: oh yeah
5: each day to the steps <laughs> of. special way to the people she calls. Come by my bags full of crumbs. Come feed the little bird, show them you care and you.
1: If I had to choose a song from our film that has the depth of "Feed the Birds" and the feeling of that, it's that beautiful song that Emily sings to the children where the lost things go. Oh, man! Which is such a beautiful way to help children understand what loss is—that you never really lose anything, you know. Yeah. Even though it's, you feel it's gone, like the mother, for instance. Their mother is gone, but she's not. She's living in them. She mm-hmm. still lives there. It's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful way good. to describe it for children. Do
3: you ever lie awake at night? Between the dark and the morning light Searching for the things you used to know Looking for the place where the lost things go Do you ever dream or reminisce Wondering where to find what you truly miss Maybe all those things that you love so Are waiting in the place where the lost things go
0: And then kind of when you continued as a, a film fan and watching films were there other films where the music really resonated with you whether mm. they were a musical film but also just in terms mm. of score and stuff because you know across your career as, as a filmmaker you've worked with some incredible composers you worked with john williams on yes. on, um, on geisha, geisha you know? yes. so yes. you've had that wonderful experience of of being in his world but for you as a film fan whether there any specific films whilst you were grown up that mm. really, the music really resonated with Well, you? I have
1: to say, I was so lucky to grow up during a time when big event musicals like this one, like Mary Poppins mm. Returns, were part of the film landscape. You know, I was able to be taken to Sound of Music at a young age yeah. by My Fair Lady, yeah. Oliver. Yeah. You know, these wonderful grand event musicals with beautiful music and beautiful score and beautiful songs. And so, you know, in a way, this film is an homage to those films. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had one of those in a long time.
0: I think you did an amazing thing with Chicago and the success that that had that it kind of reminded people about this wonderful Area of filmmaking, mm. you know, that does incorporate music in a yes. specific way, but it can be great and it can be grand, it can be sexy and entertaining, yes. you know, and, and kind of, and I think you really, you know, you look at what's happened since then. Yes. In terms of, you know, from Great Showman to La La Land, all that kind yes. of stuff, where musicals, people aren't scared to give it a go now. I know. You know. It's great.
1: I know, it's wonderful. I mean, I will say, when I was doing Chicago, I felt, I was told all the time, the musicals are dead you know the genre is dead and I thought oh gosh I don't believe that I just didn't I never believed that the genre of musicals was dead I just felt like for whatever reason people were afraid of them yeah. I think that you know what I think what happened is that a lot of musicals started to get too big you know in a way and sort of didn't have a sort of I don't know
0: didn't have a, a story a, a or a heart a, yeah I center think. to them yeah, yeah they yeah. started just
1: becoming these sort of big frivolous you know whatever and I never feel a genre is dead I feel it's, 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 the, it's the how it's done yeah. it's, you know it has to be done carefully mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing worse than a bad musical yeah. right when someone starts to sing and it's just horrible <laughs> and you feel embarrassed that they're singing but when it's done right there's nothing like that yeah. because then what happens is you get to get a sense of their interior feelings mm-hmm. you know a, a song usually represents something so deep inside that you can't even express in a scene so it's done through a song yeah. whether it's joy whether it's pain whether it's sorrow, whether it's happiness, whatever it is, you, mm. get, the, you get it in a full way. Yeah. As long as it doesn't feel like an exercise that's, that's kind of silly. Yeah, or shoe-horned or, You're shoehorned. or shoehorned in. Yeah. It, has to, it just has to feel part of the storytelling. Yeah. You know, It sounds so easy. But it's so hard to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I I grew up on musicals because my mum was in our local amateur dramatics. Really? Yeah, one of my first memories is watching her play Nancy and Oliver and thinking that Bill Sykes had killed my mum. Oh, my God. (laughs) My dad going, it's just pretend.
1: Oh, my God, that's scary. It's just pretend. That's scary for a child. Yeah,
0: and then I played the dog in Annie and got told off for singing because dogs don't sing. I'm like, hold on, this is imagination. See?
1: Oh, (laughs) <laughs> if you're playing, if you're playing a dog, you're allowed to sing. That's in a crazy. musical.
0: God, yeah, it's That's to crazy.
1: Oh, that's so funny. Um, that's so sweet. This
0: is such a lovely gift to give people at Christmas mm. as well. Um, this this new film. Do you watch films at Christmas? Is it? Is I it do. A bit of a.
1: I always do, and I yeah. watch. The, I, I I like to return to the classic films. I love, It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. which I mentioned before. I love White Christmas, yeah. which is a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. I love Miracle on 34th Street. I love Bishop's Wife. I mean, I love the the classic Christmas films, and it's so wonderful to revisit those Mm -hmm. every year. That's the thing about film, it's, it's, it's interesting how movies can actually do something to you um, emotionally and, and, and lift you, you know, and give you some, make you cry or give you something special, you know. I I kind of feel in a way, I'm hoping that this film at this time of the year gives people that. I mean, I feel like we need. The
0: world needs it right now. I
1: feel we do. (laughs) I mean, I certainly know I do. I mean, I need to.
0: Every day I'm looking up to see if she's coming down to save us (laughs) all. Where are you, Mary? Come and save us (laughs) all. Well, I
1: think, you know what? We all need that lift, we all need that injection of hope. Mm. I mean, she really comes out of the sky in our film and sort of brings light into the darkness and um, and so does the character for instance of Jack yeah. who you know played beautifully by Lynn Manuel Miranda i mean that character is her uh, you know cohort yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and they they share this wonderful sensibility i mean he's a lamplighter he literally lights up london in the darkness and figuratively too yeah. right metaphorically he brings an optimism to his, his his character and and holds on to that childlike sensibility
2: oh well forget mary poppins <laughs> so hold on tight to those you love and maybe soon from up above you'll be blessed so keep on looking high while you're underneath the lovely line sky
1: there's that great moment in the film where angela lansbury's character uh, yes. as the balloon lady very special <laughs> yes. amazing i think i woman. cheered like,
0: audibly when that <laughs> really was, when saw her
1: she's so incredible anyway she's they're looking up at the whole neighborhood is up on balloons you know it's this beautiful moment mm. where everybody can be a child again and angela's character says of course the adults will all forget by tomorrow and then Mary Poppins says they always do. And it's sort of sad because you think, oh no, don't forget, hold Mm. on to what it's like to be a child and live in that world, you know. And that is the message of the film.
2: (laughs) Of course the grown-ups will all forget by tomorrow. They always do. Only one balloon left, Mary Poppins. I think it must be yours. I suppose
3: it must.
0: Actually, perfect in every way. With Lynn an incredible talent, and also incredible talent in terms of the creation of, of you know, Hamilton. Yes, oh my gosh. Amazing. Do you think it was not hard for him, but he was almost kind of like just stepping back to not get involved in the... And I don't know if it was ever a a thought to, yes. to get him involved in the, the creative side of the songwriting and things as well. Well, you
1: know what? I think he was so excited to just be hired as an actor. Mm, yeah. And you know, he has such great respect for writers, obviously being one, that he didn't want to be part of the process at all. He he really respected that this is Mark and Scott's score. Yeah. And um he felt that they could deliver and they wrote for him and mm-hmm. so he he was thrilled to just focus on yeah. himself as an actor. I think that's one of the reasons he chose this off of Hamilton, the first thing that he chose yeah. to do this because he wanted to Really work as an actor and a performer, which he's so fabulous in this film. I mean, he is such a. I mean, when you meet him, he's so enthusiastic. He is such an authentic kind of joie de vivre. You know, the spirit is so true and yeah. pure. It's just who he is. I mm-hmm. mean, he's just. It's it's sort of amazing how, sort of childlike he he is in his enthusiasm. So. I will say when I met with him, I thought, well, there's Jack. I knew that was Jack. I said, that's Jack. That's, 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 that's Jack the Lamplighter. You know, he's even in a gray, you know, London sky. He sees the light.
0: Has Julie Andrews seen it? She has. Has she?
1: She wrote me the most beautiful email that was honestly so long she said i loved in all capitals this film so much oh, man, amazing Ella loved it she said emily is wonderful she loved her singing voice she thought it was so beautiful she went on and on about it. every single person in the film every single element of the makes film me cry. she's so supportive and generous i mean i can't even tell you i mean i know her personally mm-hmm. and and she's been so supportive of me in, in and throughout my career the generosity of spirit that she has for, for myself and for this film is, is just extraordinary. Mm. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really very excited that she's so happy. That's the next Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, that's the blessing. That's the greatest blessing of all. Yeah. Oh,
0: listen, it's such a pleasure to chat to you. Oh, I love Thank speaking you with so you. Thank you. There's no one time. like you. Bless you.
1: That's you know, very kind of you. No, know, everyone loves you. <laughs> and there's a reason. There's a reason. Because I love what I do. Well, because you're so, you, you really are such a real person. And you connect with people in a very deep way. It's very unusual and very rare. Thank very you, special. It's
0: very kind of you, Honest say. to God. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Merry Rob. Christmas to you. Thank, thank, thank you. you.
5: E- It's super califragilistic, expialidocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious, if you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious. Super califragilistic, expialidocious.
2: I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad. My father gave me nouns a week, told me I was bad. But then one day I learned a word that saved me I the nose. The biggest, the biggest word you ever heard, heard and, and this is how it goes. Oh, this we it's me <the laughs> Alladoja. Even th- though the sound of it is something quite a <laughs> if, if you say it loud, loud enough, you'll always have a Trojan. Super Calabrese Lispy,
5: it's me Alladoja. I can say it backwards, but that's going a bit too far, don't you think? So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. But better use it carefully or it could change your life.
2: For example? Uh, yes? One night I said it to me girl and now me girl's me wife. Oh, and a lovely thing she is too. <laughs> She's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious! Super y-
0: And there was you thinking we weren't going to play it from the original Mary Poppins. That is, of course, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious by the legendary Sherman Brothers. Rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Rob Marshall. My huge thanks to Rob for taking the time to talk to us. Mary Poppins Returns is on general release around the world now and makes for a perfect family outing over the festive season. You will be love it. If you're new to the show, please head to edithbowman.com to catch up with all of our previous episodes where you can also subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We're at Soundtracking UK and please do rate us on iTunes if you get a minute. Before I tell you who's coming up next on Soundtracking, we here, we'd love to wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas, and thank you for all your support and kind messages over the year. But we will be back on New Year's Eve with the one and only Robert Zemeckis, talking all things Welcome to Marwen amongst many of your favorite movies over the years. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then.